welcome to our Mindset Matters podcast, where we've been discussing the importance of mindset in the workplace. And it follows on from our Now More Than Ever campaign, where I've been chatting with industry leaders and how they've been navigating their way through the global pandemic. Now, the importance of mindset came out as one of the key themes, which we're going to explore in more depth today. And today I'm joined by the brilliant and the inspirational Sue Tunmore. And Sue's the People Director of the Co-op. So thank you, Sue, for joining us today. Hi, Jo. Good to be here. Hey. Now, what we usually start our podcast, Sue, with, um, if you could explain a little bit more about yourself and the Co-op. Obviously, that's the organisation you work within. So for the benefit of our listeners, tell us a little bit more about you and, and the Co-op. So um, I am a People Director at the Co-op and I'm proud to have worked there for the last five years. So if I just think of my career highlights, it was really the first decade in consultancy and then the second decade I moved into the world of soft drinks uh, and I became a GB and Ireland HR director for Britvic. Um, but I've joined the co-op five years ago now and it is a fabulous organisation to be part of. So I'm the people director for their support centre, which means I work, I work with all the central functions um, that support our convenience and medium-sized stores. So we've got two and a half thousand local stores and we're also the number one funeral services provider as well in the UK and have a growing legal services and life planning business as well as an insurance company and an online pharmacy. So it's a very diverse role and certainly an organisation I'm very proud to be part of. I'm sure. And in terms of number of employees then, Sue, I mean, you know, we all know there's, like you said, two and a half thousand local stores and there's a lot of people who work for the co-op. How many employees are you responsible for? So a total kind of colleague base is around 65,000 colleagues. Um, we've obviously seen a bit of a peak this year as we've recruited more um, colleagues to join our, our food and funeral care business yeah. with uh, the obviously response to COVID. Um, but yeah, about 65,000 colleagues. And retail has obviously had a, a huge part to play in this year. And, and the co-op, I've seen my local co-op doing some brilliant things to help the local community. And there's been a lot of things, you know, that have mattered about, the, you know, being part of a community, I think has been really important. So what, what do you think your greatest learnings have been of recent times? Because obviously, you know, we've been in this position now for six, seven months, um, and I guess there's been a lot of learnings, and you've probably had a lot of things to deal with, I guess, as the people director of the co-op. Yeah, we have had some huge learnings, really, about um, almost the simplicity that we need to have in our approach and really how we can just be there at the heart of community um, to serve our customers and members. So obviously, as a cooperative, it, we are very much focused on um, delivering a great social impact and being there to play our part in the community. Um, we've certainly done our bit from a charitable perspective as well. So we, we've given over £15 million pounds, um, to charities and community causes so far, which does include kind of £4.5 million directly into local causes. Um, but from a kind of personal learning point of view, I think it's really important to, to kind of focus back on some of the, the greatest things, which has been about kind of the need to keep a balance in life. So if you think about how you need to look after yourself so that you are well enough to look after others, yeah. particularly from a leadership point of view, be there for your team. And it's particularly relevant to talk about the fact that you never need to know when you're going to be drawing on your own reserves. So on a personal level, September has proved exceptionally challenging. 
So as well as being a people director, I'm a mum of two young boys. They're 10 and 13. And after a day and a half back at school, we found out we'd been in contact with some family members who tested positive for COVID. So after six months out of school, mine were back at home by lunchtime. And as a family, we all went into quarantine. And then obviously that wiped out the next couple of weeks as as over eight family members tested positive during that period. And we were all in quarantine and isolation. So another big learning that came out, not only of needing to keep your life in balance and accept that the unexpected can happen, was, you know, the sheer kind of kindness and support that you get from others in your family and community who, who do rally round to look out for you as well. But I do think it's worth kind of bearing in mind that certainly, you know, you do have to keep that balance in life. And actually, you need to know when to take a break as well. Certainly, I hadn't been expecting that I would ever find myself facing a September like that. But as a leader, it's, you know, you've got to take a step back. You've got to, you know, recognise when you're not well enough to carry on working and take that break and look after your own health as well. And, you know, be strong enough to look after your family and obviously do what you can to get back to work only when it's right to do so definitely and I I, you know I know how important and how caring you are and how hard-working you are so I would imagine you know you've been you know knowing you as I know you I can imagine you've been really supporting all those people around you as the inspirational leader that you are but then to suddenly find yourself in that quarantine position and having to look after your own family's um, health and your own must have been quite a thump I guess I can't think of another word really because I know how how much <laughs> how important looking after others is to you and caring for others and how hard you work to do that to then actually have to stop because you'll have had to stop I would imagine that probably itself was quite challenging yeah and I mean we've, we've got to remember really this is a marathon not a sprint because we don't actually know where the finish line is do we so keeping that kind of balance and making sure, you know, that you've got the resources and the resilience almost um, to keep something back is, is so important. It is, as a leader, kind of my responsibility to make sure I'm there invested in others and enabling others in my team to fulfil their potential and always be at their best. But that does mean you have to invest in your own well-being as well. And I think um, if you reflect back on some of the kind of lockdown periods, you know, lockdown was actually welcome relief from quarantine because obviously you can't leave your front door there. But I do know some of the things that, you know, brought great comfort was was being able to go out for those daily walks, clear your head, you know, get, get a bit of a fresh mind and perspective on things and go back in ready to, ch- you know, tackle many of the challenges that we were facing in such a busy time. So in terms of um, how you've had to lead and navigate your teams through this, and, and like you said, we're in a marathon at the minute, and, and even with a marathon, there's usually a, an end line. But um, I think we're all, we're all, I suppose we're we're in this, or it's starting to feel like we're in this for the long haul, and we've got to dig deep and 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 get comfortable with the ambiguity, the uncertainty, the not knowing. So therefore, digging deep and and in our own reserves and and focusing on our own self-care and mental well-being I guess to to keep going especially as we go into the dark winter months which you know always makes it I suppose you know for an interesting time and where normally it's things like we all get together for families Christmas and things and who knows what's going to happen so I suppose 
I'm guessing that you've had to really carefully navigate your way to this point with your teams and then you're going to have to continue to think, you know, what next, what next? What are the sort of things either you've been doing, Sue, or that you're going to have to do? Where, you know, where are you on that journey? So in terms of um, thinking about what we need to do, I, I do think there's a real role around kind of creating calm and bringing clarity. Um, because there is so much that we could be, be doing, but in, in some ways we've got to keep it simple at the moment and make sure we're leaving the capacity to react to kind of unknown situations. So I think there's a big importance around, you know, setting a clear example and being clear about what really are the priorities and how you can be that kind of source of calm to the team and bring that consistency. Uh, and I think that's especially important because consistency and authenticity really brings with it the building of confidence and trust. And as we're working in more and more virtual ways, and there is that risk of, you know, people feeling a bit disconnected and isolated as well, it's so important that you're there as, a, you know, approachable, calm and consistent as a leader. And those are some of the qualities I think I've been reflecting on about the important difference that they make and being available for my team when my team needs me. And again, knowing you as I, I do, I am absolutely sure that you will be doing that brilliantly. That 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 authenticity is is something that shines out. You know, whenever we talk, you know, you are hugely authentic and and genuine, have a genuine care and 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 that calmness as well. So I'm sure your teams are very kind. Oh of you no, it's not. It's it's the truth. And you know, I'm sure your teams are benefiting from that leadership from yourself. Um, definitely at these at these challenging times. And in terms of obviously this podcast is about mindset. How do you think? How would you say mindset has played a part for either yourself and your teams? I think mindset plays a huge part um, because you can never choose what's going to happen to you necessarily, but you can always choose how you respond and where it is that you're putting your energy and what it is that you're choosing to focus on. So I've always had a bit of a, a strong belief, a personal conviction really, to follow the sunshine in life. We know what a difference summer sunshine has made, you know, through the lockdown and especially those early months. So if you are clear on what brings you joy and who brings you joy, then, you know, make sure there's ways of bringing that into your everyday life and finding those, you know, moments where you're doing the things that you're passionate and love doing. And also that, you know, you're spending the time with the people you love connecting with. And I've got to say, when I kind of reflect back on what's made the biggest difference on some of those weeks where it has been really, really tough, it's been the half hour catch ups with colleagues who just bring you, you know, uh, they just uplift your spirits because you know them well, you can challenge each other, you can support each other, but you can have a laugh as well. You know, you can actually just be be absolutely yourself. And, you know, those are the people that bring the sunshine into your days um, at work as, as well as kind of finding, you know, time to spend with family outside as oh, well. Totally so I think agree. that kind of personal mindset you know and choosing kind of and knowing what brings you joy is a massive 
a massive part of, of kind of keeping perspective. Oh, absolutely love that. That's just brought a big smile to my face, Sue, because that is so true. And, you know, I, I say to a lot of people, you know, find what you love and do more of that. Um, find, yeah. you know, like you said, who brings you joy and hang out more with them and make those phone calls, have the video calls or, or not, because people have probably had too many of those now. But, you know, do find the things you love doing and do more of it. And then it just it just lifts you. It gives you the dopamine hit and, and it just makes your days brighter no matter what. And it's having that positivity, isn't it? That positive outlook and, and, and choosing your mindset, which is what you're saying. Yeah, and I know you were talking about kind of mindset for your teams as well. There's quite a lot of work that we've been doing at the co-op recently on developing growth mindset um, and the belief that, you know, you can always improve your abilities and talents through practice. Um, and I think that's been, been a really good reminder um, to, to many of our colleagues as well, that as you think about, you know, curiosity and the role yeah. that that plays in mindset, so... I know I certainly don't know everything there is to know. Um, I know that others are likely to have the answers as well as we face kind of challenges we've never faced yeah. before. So I really think there's something around kind of listening and learning from others, leaving the space for others to share their ideas and experience. And, you know, if any city has taught us anything, it's taught us why not try it a different way. It's been a phenomenal year with so much change, but it's also proved that you can experiment and trial different things definitely so there, there really is about the openness i think that's um to learn and you know be curious about about improving the way that we work and that also builds resilience you know those people with a growth mindset tend to be more resilient because they're open they're learning they're trying new things they're experimenting and they're you know building um every day um so you know i think people with a growth mindset really do um push the boundaries don't they and, and but it also builds resilience and confidence and self-belief and like you said working and le working with others learning from others there's so many benefits to it and being open and like you said if this year's taught us anything that you know we all we all suddenly learned our technology we didn't really have to rely on the on the it department suddenly sort us all our, our technology uh, capability out because suddenly we were learning new things that um, you know, I've never used Microsoft Teams as like I do now. I, I'd never used that before. Um, now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always on Teams. I'd like to see how they can make, you know, like make make me not look a certain ways on Teams or how do I hide my little picture in the corner when I'm on Teams. But apart from that, I think uh, I think the technology is, uh, has been brilliant this year and, and we've all learnt it really quickly. So yeah, definitely a year for trying new things. And, and that, I suppose, leads me on to an, another question then, Sue, is um, taking the learnings from this year, what do you think needs to be in the work, continue sort of in the workplace going forward? Um, I'm not going to use the words new normal. Somebody's introduced me to the word next. Somebody's introduced me to the words next normal today, but I just think it's a play on new normal. Um, but the next normal. So what what um, what do you think we need to harness and then be different going forward? So I, I think they've always been really important. But as we as we look forward, you know, we know it definitely must be different. There's, there's no sense at all to be gaining going backwards. Um, but a couple of the things that I think are really important to kind of focus on now more than ever, um, I do think trust is such an important attribute, you know, for any any organisation, it really, really matters. And especially as we've seen that shift to so many people working 
working virtually and, and kind of remotely, then it is so important that it underpins an impact and an outcomes focus rather than it being about kind of presenteeism and hours worked. So I do think trust is at the heart of, of great working relationships. So, for example, one of the things we've been doing is we've set up a working group. It's called Working Well for Everyone. And for those colleagues who do have flexibility over where they work, we want to make sure they're absolutely supported and, and encouraged to be at their best. And one of the, the reasons I think um, it needs to be different going forward is there's a simple sum you can do about how much time you've freed up. So my commute to Manchester um, from home is usually an hour each way. And if I think about that in terms of, you know, traveling in 46 weeks of the year, then that's 460 hours that save time from not commuting. And that gives 19 days back in my life. And now I know one of the benefits I've had from some of that 19 days has been a bit more sleep, you know, and no longer getting up at half past five to beat the rush hour. But think about that potential and what that unlocks for, you know, both doing the best I can I can do for work, but also investing in that kind of continuous growth, that learning. Um, one of the other things that I'm highly committed to, and another reason why I love being part of the co-op, is um, we've actually got a co-op academy trust. So we help educate over 6,000 students in 25 academy schools. So I do support, um, I'm a governor down at our co-op academy in Stoke. And, you know, that's extra time that I can focus on, on kind of developing and volunteering back in that way. And I know many of my other colleagues um, are using some of that extra time that they're saving to fulfill caring and volunteering responsibilities. So along with the kind of, you know, development of the mind, there's all the kind of commitments that we make to help, you know, develop our communities as well. Oh, so I absolutely love that. That is, I love the fact you've been able to quantify it and ca- capture how much time you've saved and then how you're reinvesting that time in, in both yourself from a self-care and a sleep and also into helping other people develop and, and learn from you. I just think that's absolutely phenomenal and, and what a brilliant story. And, and like you said there, trust is at the heart of great working relationships I that's just brilliant and you know wow what I, that, that's just fabulous and being able to work for an organization that encourages that as opposed to give me those 19 days because I'm going to give you some extra projects to do and squeeze them all in there yeah you know you're focusing on how you can give back yeah and I think I think it's really I mean it is a part of the, the kind of co-op ethos anyway not only to support education but obviously to play that huge rolling community and so you know but we we know from talking to our colleagues and particularly many are parents carers and volunteers and actually working from home is helping them to manage those daily challenges that come from from kind of looking out for others but one of the important things we've got to recommend and recognize and you know what's different kind of in in that next stage you know for our young people it's a totally different challenge for them I mean, imagine not having those early career experiences in an office environment and instead, you know, working at a kitchen table or in a shared flat somewhere. We've, we've got to make sure we're, we're creating the safe space and indeed the right career entry um, roles and the right support that people need to start forging their careers and, you know, getting on with their lives as well. So it's a, it's a balance, really, because we do know our colleagues um, need different things from us. And of course, you know, I'm talking there to the colleagues who are 
lucky enough to have the flexibility about where they work. We've got probably over about 58,000 of our colleagues are actually key workers. So they're directly based in stores, depots and kind of funeral homes. So for them very much, it's all about the kind of purpose of what they do and how actually we work with, with them and make sure that not only do they feel safe and secure in their work, but they do feel absolutely connected with the role that they're playing, you know, the co-op that they're working for. And they know that we've got their well-being at heart as well. And we recognise the tremendous efforts that they've put in this oh, year. Haven't they just? Absolutely. They, you know, they, it, they've been at the heart of the community and keeping us all, you know, they've often been the only people we've seen in lockdown is actually when you can go and get out and do some shopping, you know, to actually see the smiley face and, you know, some the support that you've that you've got and the the efforts and the constant, um, you know, oh, I, I totally I totally know what you mean. And I suppose it's been challenging. I mean, I've been reading some awful things about how, you know, some staff, you know, whether it's co-op or other retail stores, have you know, have actually had some challenging experiences because people seem to be blaming lockdown on them because they seem to be the first people that, you know, they they they've been told you know, they've got to wear a mask and all these sort of things. So I suppose you've got different challenges in kind of in-store versus, you know, in the office environments, like you said, key workers versus those who are enabling the key workers. I suppose it's been a challenge yeah. all around. It absolutely has. I mean, it's been um, very challenging for our colleagues, both in food and indeed funeral care, where effectively the government guidance has impacted, um, you know, what they can do and how they need to, to kind of conduct in a safe environment um, and regrettably that does mean you know there has been a bit of an increase in, in abuse towards colleagues and it's why co-op's been very active in kind of campaigning for better protection um, for our colleagues and um, certainly as, as an organisation we've invested heavily in you know making sure that workplaces are, are safe um, for our colleagues but but regrettably we can't own the behaviour of every customer who, who walks into one of our stores but it's really important we do continue to to support and provide the right care for them and the right, you know, just the right investment really to make sure that they know that they're recognised and valued. Definitely, as well. definitely. So I suppose that leads us on to thinking about what you're going to be expecting of your leaders and managers going forward, because, you know, with such a huge organisation, sixty five thousand colleagues, all playing a really important role in society and you know within local communities how different do you think things will be for leaders and managers um, going forward I do think it, it will be different um, going forward because we know that we've got to kind of see that shift as well to not just you know thinking about individual development and individual colleagues but that kind of importance of working as a connected team more than ever I do think it's about that kind of collaboration and, and you'd expect, you know, it's in the, cl the clues in the name with the co-op, isn't it, that it is all about cooperation and collaboration with others. So I think there's some big priorities that we're calling out for our leaders and managers. In particular, we're looking for um, the building on the kind of strength that we know is there and a continued focus on um, kind of building resilience. We know that it's incredibly hard, especially if you can imagine, you know, if you're working in a funeral care organisation where you're helping kind of families say, you know, their best goodbyes to the loved ones. That's an incredibly difficult place to be and making sure that that kind of resilience and care is there for our colleagues to look after themselves and others at such an important time. 
So we've got a big focus on resilience and self-awareness. That's that's a big priority. I think the second one would be about how we help make all the conditions um, in, our, in our environment be there for colleagues to succeed. So that's very much about making sure um, it is a, a more inclusive environment. And certainly we, we've um, made a, a big uh, focus on inclusion this year and particularly in light of um, the need to take a stance and be an anti-racist organisation as well. So that that's something that we've been talking with our colleagues around and making sure that we do understand the different challenges and needs facing all of our colleagues. And what we have seen is the visibility of networks really coming through that have been a vital point of support for our colleagues, whether that be young colleagues, parents and carers, black and, and minority ethnic as well. So we've got lots of networks in place that have really played a part in supporting our colleagues. So I'm I'm hearing a lot of words that you know I I recognise from from other brilliant organisations, but things you know you're talking a lot about resilience, trust, kind of mindset, growth mindset, community, inclusivity, all the things that oh and self care I think you know there's come out and pe- yeah. taking time for yourself and giving back listening and learning from others you know it feels that from a you know you certainly sounding like you've got all the brilliant ingredients together you know to really help take your colleagues forward no matter which roles they're in and you're having to it sounds like you're having to really think carefully which colleagues need you know which parts at what time from you because they've all got such a different role to play but a really important role to play so it sounds like you're certainly having to do a lot of careful thinking about what is it that we can learn from this year to take forward you know and what is going to be different for your leaders and managers obviously being on a coaching culture podcast I will obviously ask about what this means from a coaching perspective how do you see coaching conversations from leaders and managers playing into this so I think um, it's a really important um, commitment yeah. around coaching um, as important as yeah. ever. Um, and I think there's there's the role on kind of an individual side that we know we continue to hold the mirror up and help yeah. people, you know, be self-aware, yeah. um, guiding them to kind of review and reflect on their own situation and be very clear on kind of the steps you want to take. But I, I do think that as well as kind of that importance of personal growth, we're seeing even more focus on kind of fostering relationships. Yeah and creating that sense of belonging. So we're seeing quite a, um, a push towards uh, how we encourage our colleagues to kind of show up and have a greater impact, not just in the workplace, but, you know, beyond and in society. So we are encouraging that focus on service in the community and that, that agenda around kind of delivering our ambitious vision to cooperate for a fairer world. So that means we are we are very much looking at kind of how collaboration and cooperation really works and and helping people to feel that they can make a difference beyond their day job too. So it sounds like you've got a lot a lot of brilliant initiatives and thoughts and and actually not just initiatives but things for people to be different but empowering and enabling people to to bring themselves best selves to work but not only at work outside in the community as well which you know sounds sounds phenomenal it sounds a great place to work it it really is but and what we have to recognize this year though is that you know people are in very different spaces at different times and where some are absolutely in that space of wanting to grow develop and and have the capacity to give more of themselves others are more in survival mode 
and you know at various times could be dealing with some some really challenging circumstances so it's about recognizing and accepting that as well so i think we've got all of the right focus on on kind of stretch and development and growth mindset but we've also got some of the vital safety nets as well so we've made a big investment in kind of co-op care and what we what we do with that is we've really recognized that, that we we've, we've got to support mental health we've got to support physical health and we've got to support financial well-being as well because we know that where people face financial challenges in their households that's that's definitely going to have a detriment on both physical and mental health downstream so we've done some really practical things around debt consolidation or advice around kind of salary advances to help some of our colleagues in a more financially vulnerable place and give them that kind of safety net of 24 7 you know advisory and counseling services should they need it and I know many other organisations do that, but I think our partnership with LifeWorks is really important to many of our colleagues, um, that if they do need that that kind of support and safety net, they know where to go to get that support. Yeah, so you, you, you're looking after those who are, you know, we've called it thriving or surviving, and I think it's been a year of, it's been yeah. a year of thriving and surviving, and then the whole spectrum in between that as well. Um, and. And it's so important to look after both. You know, you, you have to recognise that people uh, can be in very different places and, and we've got very big responsibility to support colleagues no matter where they are. I suppose taking a bit of a step back and, and asking perhaps a broader and bigger question, but, you know, you've been a people director in a number of organisations. You've got such a wealth of experience looking after organisations. How would you describe this year amongst all the years in your career? It, it is very true to say, you know, I, I'm trying to avoid using that word unprecedented because <laughs> I know we it's been to. used so many times before. We need the new we one, do, don't but. we? But it it, it is um, such an unusual year. So at the moment, if I if I look at my day job, it's it's supporting our our retail business transformation. So that's rolling out new systems and processes across our our food retail business and supporting that that change. Now, I would never have anticipated we could manage that remotely. And, you know, in all my experience, those are the kind of programmes that work best with people running workshops course, and post-its yeah. and, you know, lots of brown paper and mapping out exactly how you want your processes to work and, you know, what you need to do to support your colleagues. And particularly, you know, we'd kitted out in, in January of this year a brilliant training room with you know computers in so that people could experiment and and try that out instead we've delivered it all via teams calls and working from you know 150 different bedrooms around or offices around around the kind of country so it's been a phenomenal year in adjusting to that level of change and it's been really tough to do it but we've we've achieved things we never thought possible and uh, you know, you, you've seen it so many other people more articulate than, than myself talk to, you know, the fact that innovation and acceleration of new ideas and trying and working in different ways, it has just advanced so rapidly and almost that kind of forced switch to to trying different things is something that we've got to take with us because you can, once you innovate and once you do try things, you never go backwards, you know. 
it, it is about progress and, and moving forwards, isn't Definitely. it? Definitely, and it's sounds, wow, I think that sounds, I thought you were going to say, so we haven't actually done our retail transformation programme because we've uh, we've been so busy doing all these, but actually you've carried on from 150 bedrooms around the, around the country on Microsoft Teams. That sounds um, uh, a huge achievement. We should probably change bedrooms to home offices, shouldn't we, if we're honest? Oh, well, no. <laughs> it's very different, though. Right. I had a call no. yesterday and somebody was in their bedroom. That's where, you know, people, different people have got different working from home experiences. Like you said, it could be a shared a shared flat, flat. you know, somebody in their kitchen. Yeah. There's, yeah, and then so then people get more innovative with their background screens and, you know, you think that actually somebody's overlooking, you know, the Maldives or somewhere, but actually they're still in the bedroom somewhere because they've managed to find a new screensaver from uh, Microsoft Teams or some, or Zoom. But, wow, it, so it sounds like it's been, it's been a, um, a hugely challenging year, but innovative and really, I suppose, grounding in true values of trust of of care of of clarity authenticity that all those values seem to be coming through really loud and clear so which i know are definitely you and you know it sounds like well if it's been a challenging year there's there's certainly things that you're going to be taking forward for for yourself and the leadership team and and your leaders and managers in the business for your colleagues to to be the best they can be in these you know ongoing as you said earlier the marathon not the sprint it sounds like there's a, a lot to go for. So if there was just one thing you would share with other organisations on how to embrace where we are and the future, what would if you just had one thing, because you've shared so many brilliant insights today, so which I really appreciate, what would that one thing be? I was reflecting really on kind of what it, what's a takeaway message and I think it would have to be keeping that focus on trying new things and kind of striving to, to always improve. Yeah. Because if you if you think back around adaptability, you know, what is it you can do to equip yourself and others to adjust and keep embracing change? And I think we've always got to keep inclusion and well-being kind of front of mind. They're both essential, so essential to kind of creating and embedding sustainable change. But but it would be around that focus on trying new new things and really doing it in a way that, that others can, can get behind. I think that's probably the most important tip I would I would and give. And that comes back to the growth mindset, an organisational growth mindset. It does very, very much. And I mean, if you think about that kind of growth mindset and how it connects with um, looking at what your purpose is in life as well as at work, then you know that from purpose you get that key, not just to kind of exceptional performance and how that gets unlocked, but it is the pathway through as well to kind of greater well-being. And we've all got to strive for that, haven't we? Getting that better balance in definitely, life. Definitely, definitely. Oh, no, it's so true. And, you know, you've talked about it clearly with your own self-care, getting your 19 days back and then giving some back and getting some sleep for yourself, which which is uh, which is brilliant. But it sounds like this year's been a, a huge a huge year of significant learning, Sue, and, and, and personal challenge. Um, obviously, like you said, your September has been really challenging, um, but I really appreciate the time you've spent with us today and you've shared so many fabulous insights and and, and I can see that it's just going to, you know, you focusing on continuing continually to build on the, the brilliant things that you've learned from this year and working with the teams and for those people who are finding it more challenging to keep looking after those guys as well and, you know, really looking after those 65,000 colleagues. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been absolutely invaluable. 
Thanks, Joe. It's been great talking to you oh, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please tune into the next one because as we do know, mindset does matter and it really does now more than ever. Thank you.